I'll read one verse of your hearing there. Revelation chapter 22. Verse 17. And the Spirit and the Bride say, What? Come. Let him that heareth say, Come. And let him that is a thirst, Come. And whosoever will, Let him take of the water of life, God, I thank you for your love and your mercy. I thank you for your touch today, God. Lord, you're just so good to us. God, you've ministered to us so wonderfully that will you just be with us a little while longer. Speak to our hearts and our minds. Take us from where we are, God, to where you desire us to be in this service, God. In Jesus' name, it costs the shot not be on In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can you give the Lord a good hand clap and pray? Amen. You may be seated, Sister Anderson. I'll have fun with this. I'll try not to be too lengthy today. Amen. But it says in the Spirit and the Bride, say come. Let him that heareth say, Come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will lay take of the water of life free. I will take just a little while and talk to you about will you come? Will you come? The last invitation given in the Bible, the last book of the Bible, after all the prophecy. After all the promises, after all the covenants, after everything God has done, He issues one more invitation. Nearly 2,000 times in the Bible, if memory serves me correct, nearly 2,000 times in the Bible, Jesus invites people to come to Him. He doesn't put a lot of preemphasis on it. He said, just come. When the king made a feast, and he went out into the highways and the byways, and he compelled people to come to the king's feast, and he didn't have a stick, Brother Frieson. Amen. He didn't beat them into the banquet hall. There was... An invitation given. Come on to the king's banquet. Come on to the supper. The marriage supper here. Come on to the king's banquet. And he compelled them to come. And each guest was given a wedding garment. You see, they came in. But their their clothing wasn't as much as it should have been to be in the presence of God. So what does God do? You receive that this parable that this came. He gave him a wedding garment. Our righteousness is as filthy rags before the Lord. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you come from. I, I don't care what your pedigree says. I, I don't care if you're fifth generation Pentecost 
midst of what you are, friend. Your righteousness and my righteousness is filthy rags before the Lord. But we're invited into His presence. But as we enter into His presence, He cloaks us with His righteousness, with His holiness. We turn from the darkness into His marvelous light. We find that place of transition from the carnal man to the spiritual man in the presence of God. And all we had to do was come. Just come. That's all we had to do. I remember D when I was a boy, there was always an invitation to come. I was just too hard headed to do it. Sometimes I wanted to, Mom and Dad wouldn't let me, but most generally, I'm not going to blame Mom and Dad. It was this hard headed old boy that just didn't want to go. How's that for honesty? You know, man, they dance around and dance and raise their hand. You know, I like that song they sang last Sunday, but when they sang it 47,000 times, I got sick of it. <laughs> I've never heard that song before in my life. But it wouldn't take too long. And it was in the 70s. It wouldn't take too long for me to remember the tune and seeing J.D. up there beating on them drums. Huh? It wouldn't take too much. I thought those people were crazy in their bedbugs. <laughs> Screaming and hollering. I mean, it was a room not this big. It wasn't this big. You crammed 70 people in a room smaller than this. And they're all crazy. You know, the trouble was, I didn't know why they were crazy. So I just said, hey, that's too freaky for me. Mm-hmm. And then I had mom and dad say, oh, all that stuff, that's not right. You don't need to do all that. So I listened to them. But the invitations kept coming. The invitation kept coming. You see, there's always going to be invitations. Hell will send you an invitation. He'll put it in a sweet-smelling perfume of an envelope. He'll make it look so pretty. He'll make it look so fun. He'll make that person uh, uh, that's not in church look so right. That sinner boy, that sinner woman looks so right. Come on. Hell knows how to package things. It'll make the married woman, if she's not prayed up where she needs to be, start looking in areas that they don't need to be looking in. Devil knows how to package things. And he gives you an invitation. But see, when it's all over and you've enjoyed the pleasures of sin for a season, at the end of that, there's nothing but weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. But at the end of the Lord's invitation is joy unspeakable and full of glory. And all we got to do is just come. Yes. Just come. The invitation isn't for the elite. The invitation of God isn't for the rich. The invitation of the God's not just for the skinny. Thank God. Praise God. The fluffy ones get shouting happy. Amen. Uh, it's not just for the poor or for the rich. 
It's not just for the Pentecostal blue bloods. But it's for whosoever will. That's right. That's right. That wants to come in. And there's one ladle, friend. And there's one water source. That's right. There's one ladle. And there's one water bucket. Jesus said that he that believeth me as the scriptures has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. I grew up in the fields, friend. There was only one water source. And everybody drank from it. Oh, that's dairy. I didn't care. I was dying of thirst. In a hundred degree weather, hundred degree. Dad had a way of finding fields that no other man ever knew existed. In the most horribly forsaken places, forlorn, ugly, inhabitable, unhospitable places in the world. He'd find it. He'd zero in on it. Sometimes we find ourselves in undesirable circumstances. Oh, but there is a ladle that is set by the water source. You see, that vessel of that water source is Jesus. He's both the vessel and the source. But that ladle is obedience to His Word. And you can pick it up that ladle, dip it into the vessel, and take a drink of a living water. There was a little old sinner woman that went to the well one day and started to draw water. And as she began to draw water, the Lord walked up to her and began to talk to her. He said, give me something to drink. She said, well, you're asking me and I'm a Samaritan. He's told her, he said, I'll give you water and you'll never thirst again. He said, give me this water and then I'll never thirst again. So we'll go home and tell your husband. She says, I have no husband. He said, she says, God told him, said, that's right. I told her, that's right. You don't have a husband. And the one you're with right now is not your husband. You've had five of them. Began to tell her everything about her life. Well, I perceive that you're a great prophet. She said, you worship in the hills, and, they, and the Jews say we're to be worshiping in Jerusalem. But Jesus said that you got to worship in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship you. And she went into the city. Come see a man that told me whatsoever I did. Surely this is the Christ. She was she was getting ready to drop a bucket in Jacob's well when the source of Jacob's well was speaking to her soul. Said, there's a water that you can drink and your soul will never be thirsty. You see, the invitation is for the thirsty today. The Bible says, he that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. Are you thirsty? Are you thirsty for the peace of God that passes all understanding? Are you thirsty for the joy of the Holy Ghost? Are you thirsty for the the refreshing deluge of a Holy Ghost rain in your life? Come on. I'm not talking about a sprinkle. 
Yeah, come on. I'm talking about a Holy Ghost downpour. Are you thirsty for it, church? Are you thirsty for a Spirit of God to settle in that place? In this house, had conviction to settle in the garden at work of godly sorrow and repentance. Are you thirsty? Are you hungry for the things of God? All you got to do is come. All you got to do is come. And the Spirit, the Bible says in John that God is a Spirit. John 1 and 1 said, In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. And the Word was God. John 17, I think 17, somewhere along in there, it says, Sanctify thyself through truth. Thy Word is truth. Come on. God is that Spirit. And the Spirit says, Come. God says, Come. And the bride says, come. The church needs to be the most inviting place this world has ever known. I said the church needs to be the most inviting place this world can ever find. They come in here and they receive instruction from the Word of God, and God does works in their lives. But friend, they need to know that they're loved the moment they walk through that door. And that they're one. And that they're not just another number. And that they're not just another person. They're not just another name sitting on the pew. But that they matter. The church needs to be the most inviting place. Amen. They need to be met with love, compassion, prayerful, discerning lives that live the message before them and witness to them the grace of God. Coming out from darkness into His marvelous light to show forth the praises of Him that have called them out. This church ought to be inviting. When people come in, they don't need to be met with self-righteousness. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible says if we offend somebody that's trying to come to Him, it's better that we tie a millstone around our neck and throw it in the water. Yes. Right. Come on. Yes. Woo. Yes. we got to be careful. Yes. Yes. Folks, we got to be careful. <clears throat> it needs to be the most abiding place. Right. But the where a place where the Word of God is preached yes. and taught in love without fear or favor. Amen. Amen. And the Spirit and the Bride say, "Come, Church." Are we are we telling people out there? Are we giving them the right? Are we giving them the right message? Well, if you got to look this way, or you can't come, you got to do this, or you can't come. How many of you ever cleaned the fish before you caught it? Right. <laughs> you catch it. And God cleans it. That's right. Amen. But when God cleans it, He's going to do a whole lot better job than you and I. Amen. But they need to be met with godly love, godly reference. They need to know that they're in a group with people that love the Lord with all their hearts, soul, mind. 
but they need to feel welcome. Come on. Don't ever tell folks they can't come. That's right. Well, I'd never do that. Sometimes we don't do it with our mouth, but we do it with our actions. Mm-hmm. That's true. We've got to be careful. Mm-hmm. And the Spirit and the bride say, come. Right. Let him that hears say, come. And whosoever will. Oh. Let him take of the water of life free. Come on. We serve a God of hope. He is the only hope we got. But all of these people, every miracle in the Bible, has a common friend. That person either came to the Lord or the person. And every miracle can be traced back to that. See, all you gotta do is come. The Bible tells us to cast all of our cares upon Him, for He careth for you. 1 Peter 5, verse 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon Him, for He careth for you. What i got to do, just come. That word cast means to expel. To leave or to send away. Cast all your cares, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Come here, sis. I need your help. And you hold that chair. You just hold on to it, don't let it go on the ground. You know, sometimes we walk in this life and we pick up things and we wonder, Lord, what in the world have I got to hold them? Yeah. And we try to go through this life and we try to... Uh, we, we try to go through all this life and we try to carry these burdens by ourselves and we don't have to do that. Brother Friesong exemplified something that says for us to bear one another's burdens in the church. But you know, sometimes, sis, we pick up things. Little attitudes, just walk with me. Come on, just walk with me. Carry the chair. Here, there, Carrie. Carry the chair. We walk and we pick up little attitudes and we pick up little spirits. Well, she's just a little video thing. Look, that chair looks like it's getting heavy. And we carry these things and we wonder, dear God, what's it? And then we want the popularity of the world. We want the affirmation of the world of our peers. And we're like, oh, but I've got to have this certain image and I've got to be this certain way. And we're carrying burdens. And God's saying, let me take that away from you. Let me touch you. Let me heal you. Let me take care of your needs. But oh no, we just keep carrying the burden. That's right. And you know, the journey doesn't get any shorter journey gets longer. Yes, it does. And we begin to go further in the wrong direction than we ever wanted to go. That thing getting heavy yet? And just hold it up there. Your back won't break just yet. Amen. And you carry that. 
And you can carry burdens. And you can carry attitudes. And you can carry bitterness in your spirit. And you can carry unforgiveness. And you can carry, amen, the scars of past sins. And you can carry what He did to me or what she did to me. Or you can carry the pain of yesterday's wounds. Or you can carry the hurt. Or you can carry. Or you can cast it down. The Bible says that it now says. It says to expel it, to get it away from you. Now leave it alone. Walk away from it. And it said and send it away. How do I do that? I come to Jesus and I cast my care. I lay it down. Amen. He said, I'm not going to carry it anymore. Hallelujah. You feel a little better, sis? Thank you, Jesus. It's a little easier to raise your hand and praise the Lord. Yes. Come on, let's see. It's a little easier. Come on, stand up and worship God. Is it a little easier to worship the Lord? Come on. Now, hey, are you carrying something else? Hey, you know, it's a little easier to raise those hands. Raise those hands up. Love the Lord. It's a little easier to do that. Hey, man, why? Because I cast it all that drum down. And I can now lift up moments. Listen, God's come to set you free. God's come to heal your body. God's come to meet you at the point of your need. God's come to give you a miracle. God's come to give you deliverance. From yesterday's wounds. But you've got to come. Do you enjoy carrying that thing, sis? You want to carry it around some more? You sure? You know, attitudes, spirits, unforgiveness, things of this world, oh, yeah. it don't seem so tough. But yeah. boy, after you walk around with that thing a little yeah, bit, right. it's yeah. going to take right. in your spirit. Jesus said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come unto me, all ye that labor, heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke. Upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You see, there are things too big for us, there are loads too heavy, there are things too grievous to bear. Our spirit, our, our, our lives, we just can't. God knows we're just dust. Huh? He knows who we are. He knows our shortcoming. But He gave us a promise He's never going to allow more to be put on us than we're able to bear. And that was the way of escape. You know what that escape is? Is entering into the earth with God. That's right. See, in that day, in that hour, when they trained a young oxen, they'd find an older, stronger ox. One that already knew how to do its job. And they'd put a young ox in with him. That young ox wasn't bearing any of the burden. The old ox was carrying all of the burden. But what was happening to that young ox? He was learning to walk and work with the old one. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. Learn me. Just come. 
Learn how to walk with me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Learn how to live in my presence. Right. Yes. Right. Learn how to live in my provision. Yes. For my yoke is easy because I'm carrying all the weight. Yes. And my burden is so light because I'm carrying it for you. Well, come on, anybody want to enter into the ox trace with God? Oh, yeah. All you got to do is come. All you got to do is come. This is for whosoever will. It's for the young Christian, for the older Christian, for the person just getting to know God. When you seek, the Bible says you're going to find. Right. God is there to open the door of opportunity as He has done that this day. I wonder, would you stand? A lot of you guys were laughing at Sister Kayla carrying that chair around. She, her face was almost red as her hair. That's pretty red. Amen. But that's alright. Redheads are alright. My wife's are red. She's Amen. But some of y'all are carrying things. You're carrying fears. You're carrying doubts. You're carrying stuff. And God knows who you are. Some of you aren't yet carrying anything. But God wants to take the burdens of your life before you face them. Yeah, he will. He said, come on into the ox yoke with me. Learn learn how to live in my peace and my provision in my life. Just walk with me. Just come.